0: The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today
1: FM. It all happens
0: here. We have two guests with us. Carl Dieter from Irish Mortgage Brokers, himself a landlord, has joined us in studio. We'll get to him in a moment. But first, Mary Conway as chairperson of the Irish Property Owners Association. What are you warning government today?
1: Hi, Matt. Thanks for the invite to come on. Um, And I'm sorry to hear that some people have fallen foul of their landlords for the most part. Uh, landlords like tenants um, are have a good working relationship so I am sorry to hear that some people have been badly hit landlords and tenants um, what we're hoping for is I think what prompted this is the report last week that showed that um, 40% of residential property sales in uh, the last quarter were landlords leaving the market and we're not a bit surprised about that because we've been saying this for quite some time and the government really hasn't been hearing it and we commissioned our own report report from our own landlords in the springtime, and at that stage fifty seven percent of landlords in the rent pressure zones had planned to sell in the next two years so that was before rising uh, mortgage and interest uh, mortgage mortgage interest costs maintenance costs and um before the eviction ban came in so um we're not surprised at the forty percent we think it happened then is because um landlords we're hoping that the government would recognise it was a problem and would do something and that really hasn't happened. So what we're looking at is that the, um, there's taxation and overregulation in the uh, private rental system and we're looking for an overhaul of
0: both. I'll get to the taxation in a second, but what do you mean by overregulation? Isn't regulation necessary to temper the activities of the banned landlords and nothing for good landlords to worry about?
1: Well, the Residential Tenancies Act was... Um, was created in 2004, and on the back of that, the residential Tenancy border was was set up. And I think there's been something like 156 changes in legislation since that time. So the rules are changing all the time. I'm a full-time landlord, and a full-time state agent, and every time I go to write a new tenancy agreement or an RTB um, paperwork, I have to check the, the laws in case something has come back in that I'm not aware of. And particularly our older landlords who've been in the market a very long time when you meet them, they've meticulous paper records, but they can't get to grips with the online system. And little things like that, plus rent pressure zones where they can't put up their rent uh, more than 2%. And a lot of these landlords have been stuck on the same rent for maybe 10 years. Um, They're just said, luck. I've had enough. I'm actually here.
0: Listener says, I receive €800 euro per month in rental income, which I have to pay tax on and pay the mortgage on the property. If I was to rent a room in my house, I could receive €14,000 tax free. How does that make sense? Carl Dieter. What is the tax position for landlords, for private landlords like yourself, and how does that compare with these big multinational institutions who've become so prevalent in recent years?
2: So taxation is dealt with uh, under uh, Schedule D case 5 rental income in Irish tax code, or sorry, that's what what you're, as a landlord, that's how you're assessed. And because a lot of people might say work in a regular job and maybe rent out a property as well, really what tends to happen is that you're you're up in the, the top rate of tax every single time, plus your USC, plus your PRSI. What's been happening, and it's it's a frustration, is say, for instance, if I had a, uh, a crystal ball reading phone service and I spent €1,000 providing the service and I made €1,000, you'd say I made nothing. With property, if I make €1,000, and I pay a thousand euro mortgage, because only the interest uh, can be considered, quite often there's a tax bill on top of that. So what happens is you have zero left over, but then you still have this, say, 250 or 300 euro tax bill. They've also got vagaries like for a long time, you can't, you can't offset property tax against your income, which means that it's actually double taxation. And then, in particular, if you're a landlord who is borrowed, I really feel for that accidental landlord in particular as interest rates start to rise, now it's getting even worse. Now you're going into a bigger and bigger uh, cash flow loss position, and that's why. That's like this is the real crux of it. Is if rents are so good, if they're so high, why are the landlords all fleeing? I remember it's for these reasons.
0: I remember filming a documentary back in 2014 and going to Germany to look at how they do things over there mm-hmm. by comparison with us for rental. And you get the shell over there. You have to supply all your own things like your... Kitchen. Your ki- kitchen. <laughs> you basically have to put in your own washing machine, your own cooker, your own fridge, all the rest of it. You literally get the shell. Over here, it's nearly always supplied by the landlord. But is there tax relief allowed on the purchase of
2: those items are on oh, their yeah. maintenance. Of course there is. Yeah, I mean, the the, the rules, are, there's not like special anti-landlord rules. And I have to say, I don't usually feel much in the way of empathy for landlords. You know, if you got into that business and you took a risk and it's not working in your favour. You knew but the you, rules when you got into it. Well, Yeah, but you can't complain about it when they leave either. You see, that's the trade-off. You can't say, on one hand, oh, you know, too bad landlord and then be like, this is disgraceful that they're all leaving the market. So, The weird thing is, let's look at the other texter. There was another person said, I pay 110 a week. I've done that for the last eight years. Their landlord, if they leave that property, the next person can only pay something like, you know, 116 euro. It's 110 plus, sorry, it'd be uh, 4 euro 40 on top. So it'd be 115 euro, say. That's the maximum rent that it can go up to because the way they did rent controls in this country also broke the system. And that goes back to when Simon Coveney introduced those. They were meant to last for two years. That was one of the things that made me start to get out of the business that I I really cherish. He's still in it. Uh, yeah, yeah, but it's it, it's it's incredibly frustrating because I'm now at a position where I'm starting to lose money. If I sell the property, I might make some money, but instead, I'm financing it every month, and I've got three kids. I have other things to do with my life than than you know. Just yeah, but pay more a listener tax.
0: here says, accidental landlord or not, landlords seem to forget that their tenants are paying all of the majority of the mortgage on their asset.
2: Okay, but I you know look if you. If you pay for that asset, the landlord is paying tax over and above where the income meets the costs. In other words, they're on a losing streak and you don't have that money in pocket. Now, they're making a good point, that texture is, because eventually if you keep the property forever, you've got this big asset with zero debt on it. And that's worth something. But you don't live on a future pie in the sky. You live month to month. Most people do. And if you have a situation where you're losing money every month or you can sell and maybe make some money because property prices are good, how is it a bad thing to get out of the market? I don't mind if people want to stay, go, move sideways, whatever. I particularly mind, though, if the government creates a situation, and it is government through the tax code that they've introduced, that actually drives you away, and then they stand up and wave their hands and cry foul because the stuff that made you run made you run.
0: A listener here says, we sold up last year as accidental landlords. We were great tenants, but we were down about €4,000 plus every year between management fees, taxes, fixing issues, and rent stuck due to being in a pressure zone in negative equity. so we got nothing from the sale. But to finish with you, Mary Conway, is it not the case that really This goes back almost a decade that the official state policy was to try and move most of the small landlords out of the business on the basis that they weren't professional really as landlords and to move it to a more professionalised system of these larger institutions who do this as a business.
1: Yes, and I think they're beginning to realise now the mistake they made because where are the institutional landlords They're in Dublin 4 and Dublin 6, whereas our members are um, all around the country in little towns and villages and in the middle of the country. And they're half-tenants, they're single people, they're on small incomes. The institutional landlords have the elite tenants in the elite parts of the cities. Um, So, you know, while they can slag off the the private rental landlords and say, you know, they're uh, not professional, the, the Irish Property Owners Association was set up to professionalize landlords and to give them education and to tell them how to do um, rent reviews and to do everything correctly and um, the private rental system is needed.
0: Okay, Mary Conway from the Irish Property Owners Association. Thank you. Here's another one who says I've been a tenant myself and I also have one property. I pay fifty two percent tax on the rent. I had a couple in the house not working, they left arrears and put rubbish in the attic, and it cost me ten grand to fix up and loss of rent, and I went on to a new council house in mean arrears. Landlords in some areas, not bad. Carl Dieter, what you say to that?
2: I Again, I have massive empathy. I used to own a property and uh, I had to bring the tenant to the RTB. And it's a matter of court records. So, I mean, anyone can look into this. And I was awarded 10000 for the damage that they had done.
0: Did you get the money? Oh,
2: <laughs> that goes without saying I got zero. But if it, like I would sell that debt on for a euro if someone else could get it because it's never going to happen. But that's, that's the kind of thing where I'm saying is that like we've created a system that makes landlords run away because we wanted to have these big professional landlords now we got what we wished for and we're even more unhappy so let that be the lesson be careful what you wish for and be careful what you call good or bad because in the light of day when you see what the outcomes are it can be a very different situation
0: Carl Dieter thank you for joining us one more one here no excuse for bad landlords however no excuse for bad tenants either I've experienced a rent not being paid damage to property piling rubbish in garden and not moving up by termination date as a small landlord I have left the market it's not worth it